Welcome to the Under the Bogan Villa podcast. Here we discuss health and sustainability, practical tools to improve your inner peace and joy, as well as your everlasting footprint on our beautiful planet. Your hosts are myself, Lexi Moncelio, and my handsome Viking partner, Lawrence. Please enjoy the show. Hello. And welcome. And welcome. (laughs) So today's episode is probably going to be a little bit of a shorter one. It's kind of like a recap of a little bit of the year. It's not our like official year recap episode, which will be coming towards the end of December. But it is... Can I just say something? You can't do a short episode, babe. I can. We'll this see. one's going to be like 20 minutes. We'll see. I'm sure. Franklin, for goodness sake, our dog has decided it's now tug of war time. Okay, so um, we kind of wanted to just do like a little, hey, this is what we're on about. This is why this podcast is here. Again, just a little reminder. And then also a um, quick chat about our books that we're reading at the moment because they are all quite epic and life-changing. Um, does this thing look different to what it usually does? Yeah, it looks weird. I'm worried that I've done something bad with this. Well, uh, it makes the little lines that shows we are recording. And it's red. Maybe it had an up. <clears throat> taste, taste. <clears throat> taste, taste. I mean, the lines go up and down. So okay. I think it's Sorry, fine. guys, for this uh, technical error that we're busy m- User errors. discussing. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the last few episodes have been not like not in fact some of them have been very varied varied very varied (laughs) very varied but some i think maybe we've been a little bit repetitive and like one-dimensional in that we kind of just talk about habit building and franklin stop that so sorry guys he's being rude (laughs) um so i think i wanted to just oh my god I wanted to just, um, yeah, I guess... Realign realign. why we started the podcast. Yeah. Okay. So... Why did we start a podcast? <laughs> so we initially, we started the podcast to document and share this journey that our, we're on. Our journey. What is the journey that we're on? So I guess that's what we're talking about today. Life. So who knows? Even Do we even know? <laughs> I don't think we're fully... The journey, the journey is like this uh, spiritual and conscious awakening that we felt I'm going to lock Franklin in another room if you yes. two do yes, not ma'am. stop playing yes ma'am um <laughs> <laughs> you guys distracted the whole thing now so it's, it started all when we were sitting outside on a balcony discussing all these random thoughts about um, how society is set up, how people don't have any regard for other people, other beings, etc., etc. And, and we- kind of this like vision of what the world could be like. Yeah. In that, in that there could be community, like true community, where there is no poverty and there is no extreme wealth. There is like a sharing culture and a mindset of like giving where you can and taking only what you need. And that was actually, we heard that somewhere in a song. That's a lyric. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that was like the perfect resonance for for where we were. And, And I think to continue just affirming that as opposed to just talking about our daily habits and like our personal um, growth journeys <clears throat> because obviously those are important but yeah. the greater vision really is to hopefully like start some kind of movement like the hippies tried to do <laughs> in yeah. the 60s that actually does it affects people's behavior and it causes people to question the consumer culture and it causes people to question their working relationship and their relationships with money and their relationships with each other and and how we treat ourselves and other people like you said earlier and um yeah, I mean, we obviously are a fucking bazillion light years away from... Bazillion? That is a word? Yes. Gazillion? There's no such word as zillions. I don't know, actually, if there are. Well, there is today. Okay. Because um, uh, cause, cause two people 
10 people, 100 people, a million people probably can't even change the world. It's so big and systemized and so like far down this one path. I feel like one person can change the world. Okay. Yeah. We'll go do it. Yeah, I'm trying, okay? <laughs> You're sassing me with your logic here, but then um, what's um, the what's the plan? Yeah, there's no we we have a we yep, okay. You see you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So um the idea is to just try and talk about it as much as possible. Talk about the idea that you don't need to be a part of the system. You can push back, you can start taking control of your life, making it something that you love, that you're proud of that makes you happy and brings you joy. And in all likelihood, it's gonna look a lot like the life that we're pursuing because that's where the true joy really is. Questioning the way things are at the moment is what humans are supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah, but our unfortunately, our brains are wired in a way that our survival instinct is to remain in comfortable and repeated patterns because it's safe yeah so your brain is telling you that we are wrong and that yeah everything is fine the way that it is because it's safe that way because you know what to expect you know how it works i mean we touched on this in the last episode if i look at how our lives have changed since we've started this new way of thinking or whatever you want to call it which i mean it's not it's so funny because it's not like we've changed as pers- as people yeah but and i mean i still love beautiful things and we've had this discussion about nice, nice things, things are nice. nice yeah episode two we're not uh, we're not like unaware of the fact that there are beautiful things to behold in the world as it is today and there's things to appreciate and there's art and creators and food and experiences and like inventors and builders and entrepreneurs and people that have done incredible things so it's not to take away from the fact that we have progressed in a way that is quite impressive and amazing yeah but there is so much pain and brokenness that people just ignore every day and that's kind of the the reason that we are vehemently trying to pers- like keep moving forward even though it's quite difficult and it's been challenging with some of our close relationships and sometimes we feel like we're a little bit crazy but at the end of the day 100% feel like we're crazy <laughs> at the end of the day it's like almost impossible to argue with the logic that the earth deserves space and time and deserves to be looked after and that the human race is not doing that the way that it is now and that us as human beings are also not looking after ourselves and i mean ourselves in terms of like our mind body spirit in one unit and each religion will have a different sort of name for it the soul your divine your inner divine your inner child yourself whatever the word is that you want to use like a lot of the religions have good intentions with looking after that self and mm-hmm. protecting it and making it better. But at the end of the day, there's there's a small movement of people that are really pursuing like a, a light life of divin- divinity, you know, and goodness and wholesomeness and all those things. Yeah. So... So that's kind of where we are, right? You have anything you want to add? No, it's kind of why we're here. Yeah, so um, we obviously during this whole process have been like, oh, it's quite difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe there are some resources out there (laughs) that can help us. Yeah. And we've both been reading, I got a gift for my birthday. Just before you get into that, I think. And during this entire year, we felt, well, I think me specific, I don't know if it was only me, I think it was both of us, but we felt like as soon as we came to this realization, I think we said this in maybe the first or first couple episodes, when we first came to this realization of like, hey, we need to do something no one else is currently doing it or are going to do it because everyone's just following this plan and following the system and following society and getting a job and doing the things blah 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 and um, for me as soon as I realized oh shit what am I doing 
I was like, okay, I, I want out now. Bye. <laughs> okay, I wanna, I wanna do the things that I wanna do now. And we've like, it's not even been a year, and we still haven't really moved the needle. So I just want to clarify what you're saying. Um, so when we had this conscious shift, you saying that you wanted to like, kind of check out of your life as it looks right now yeah i didn't want to really have a job or a bank account or yes okay whatever i wanted to be i wanted to create cool things and help people and help nature and like become a farmer yeah i wanted to like instantly be like cool this is what i'm doing now yes yeah yeah, yeah. which obviously is impossible as yeah. we have seen so, so getting there that's what we're recording Yes. Okay. Sorry. That is you're so true. So correct. That is so true. Our original original motivation was not just to like talk shit. Yeah. It was to say, okay, we have a vision of a better life, and our vision does include like some sort of community farm environment where there's like shared living in a way. We don't really know exactly what it looks like, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. This is the journey. And so far, what progress have we made? Not a lot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we've spoken to some cool people. We've spoken uh, to lots of cool people. Yeah, actually. so, it, yeah, we will touch on this probably a little bit later when it comes to my book. But it's weird how... As soon as this kind of happened and we're like, okay, we need to double down on this, then things just started happening in that space. Mm, we started getting exposed to all these people that were like-minded yeah. and just see, I mean, being invited to events and like bumping into people and being more and more exposed, which I suppose is that like the concept of leaning in is something that's new to us, new to me especially. Yeah. But um, like if they are patterns and coincidences that are almost too good to be true we kind of feeling that that's the universal the divine or whatever you want to name it pushing you in the right direction or into the path that you're supposed to take yeah and um when it, when we started doing that and we started going oh okay what more is there? Like, is there something out there? Who's mm. doing this? And then all of a sudden there were all these people that were like ready to support, wanted to get involved with us and like figure out new ways of thinking and maybe start businesses or do this or do that or like even just have lunch and hang out. Like there was just this, all of a sudden the universe went like, hey guys, it's okay. Let's she's, give you a little hug now. She's giving me a hug. I'm hugging him. She's giving me a hug. Like you're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> And I, and I think one of the most perfect examples was with my friend that I was sitting at uh, a restaurant with the other day. And it was probably the fourth time I've seen him, like since I met him. You introduced me to him. And then I had like one random encounter where I was like, you need to give me a job. <laughs> Obviously that didn't happen, but I was like, my life is net negative. I wanted to be net positive. So give me a job. I'll work for free. I don't care. And some context is that this friend is um, quite successful in the sustainable, sustainable energy space. Yeah. And he's very enlightened in terms of everything that we are pursuing. He's kind of been pursuing for a while. Yeah, he's super zen. Very fucking zen. <laughs> so, so I saw him that time when I was like, listen, I'll work for you for free, bro. And then one mentor session and then the lunch and during the lunch he like we were talking about similar things that we're talking about now and and he, he stopped me he was like Lawrence do you do you know how many people talk about this like we haven't known each other for a full year and we are so he hasn't spoken to people like that he's known for decades the way that he's spoken to us or yeah both both of us actually and it's so it's so weird filtering into our previous point of how it happened. Like, how did it happen? It's just so weird that he came across our path and it just yeah, doesn't make sense. Yeah, and he actually, sense. someone else introduced me to him because he was looking to, to chat to me about Lexi's. Mm. And another friend said, would you mind this guy talking to you? And I was like, ugh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> ugh. I hate meeting new people. 
I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you something in a while. That's gonna um, be funny. And yeah, it is. It's like just saying yes to certain things, which is such a simple and small decision, but it can change your life. Yeah. And it has already. Already, he has been impactful in our lives, and will our lives will be different. Yeah. Because you, of him, not for any great big particular reason right now, but yeah. You know what I've been thinking about constantly for the last like two weeks. It's gonna be ridiculous. The movie Yes Man. I know it sounds ridiculous, but if you think about it, like what we've done up until now, which we've, by the long pause that we had, realized that it wasn't a lot, but how things just happened as soon as we started leaning in, that's essentially the concept behind the yes man, to be open to what's in front of you and opportunities that are presented. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, anyway, got off track there a little bit. Yeah, I mean, even the... the oracle cards oh yeah you've been doing oracle cards I've been doing oracle cards which um, is so uber hippie but I suppose there's like there's something to be said about the energy in the world right like sometimes you can walk into a room and you feel a bad energy a bad vibe yeah positive and I'm I'm saying this to like the listeners out there that are like, oh my God, you're reading Oracle cards, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking weird hippie person. So that's more, I'm like, you're looking at me like I'm explaining, but. Yeah, like where's I'm, your crystal ball? Yeah, and I'm. And not, your tent and your long nose. Listen, I'm when I was growing up, I, when I was growing up, all I wanted to do was be a witch. <laughs> I've got a photo of my, my yaya bought me a little witch hat and made, in fact, she made me a coat a little like what do they call it a cloak which is sewed like little suns and moons on it black cloak and I had a broom and a hat and I was a witch because that's all I fucking wanted to be so now I am a version of that so yes thank you is that why they called you Liberhaxi oh maybe my uncle called me Liberhaxi or was it Liberhaxi and then you wanted to be a witch no it was the other way around different time period we digress um Anyway, my point was that earlier I did an oracle card reading and um, the one was actually for Lawrence and it often just kind of highlights the immense potential that is there if you just open yourself to things. And that's like... It's some it's some hippie shit. I know that, but <laughs> but even if you remove the oracle and the hippiness and the all the other things that we are clearly like maybe a little bit alternative in, if you just think about opening your heart, I mean half the movies that are out there and half the stories that people tell and half the books and whatever it's all about people being closed and it calling causing conflict and causing like sadness and disruption as opposed to if you're just open and you're leaning in and you're like pursuing the things and asking the questions and wanting to know more and wanting to like see what's behind the door and knowing the opportunity could like put moving forward towards those things that's like leaning in that's that's opening yourself up to the potential yeah which you know in like hippie land is is opening yourself to the universe and inviting the energies in and whatever but anyway we digress a little bit and now it has been about 20 minutes so I guess this won't be what is podcast nailed it um So we, excuse me, we obviously during our um, life changes over the past couple of months, we're like, okay, maybe we should actually start. And I think we went to exclusive books together one day to just look at like, what were the books out there? What could we read together? Mm. What could we get that might help, might not help? Um, and funnily enough, we did not get a single book that day. I got the Ikigai. Oh, yeah. And that is actually a beautiful little book. Yeah, Japanese yeah, yeah, Secret yeah. to a Long and Happy Life. I haven't read the whole thing, but I've read parts oh, of you it. you started it. Mm. I haven't beautiful touched little book. that book. So the Ikigai is quite a, a cute one. And it's also very helpful like, in terms of 
finding joy in your life even if you're not you know maybe gonna like start running around barefoot and howling at the moon like we are jokes (laughs) jokes we don't do that yet Um, it's it the, it the principle of ikigai is the is it the four circles? Yeah, it's a lot of circles. Okay, I'm not going to talk about it right now because I actually don't know enough about it. I'm gonna go get the book. So it's the so it's the like <laughs> the, how to find your purpose. I think it's three circles. How to find your purpose in the world is what brings you joy. What are you good at and it's what makes circles. you money? Sorry, babe. It's, it's You're talking circles. over me. Sorry. Um. What you what what you love, what you're good at, what you can be paid for, yeah, what brings you money, and what the world needs. That's the last one. Always forget that one. So it's basically your passion, your profession, your vocation, and your mission. And where those three, four overlap, <laughs> three, four, that's your your icky guy, like your perfect place of happiness and balance. Um, anyway. Like most of it is just beautifully written and like has all these lovely Japanese quotes that I use in yoga sometimes. So I haven't read all the practical tools, but um, I mean, all these kind of Eastern cultures are very like beautifully grounded in just doing good by one another and yourself. And I think that's something that's very important to you. Anyway, we get we get sidetracked now. So, do you want to talk about your book? Well, I want to talk about my book. So we're talking about the books now. Okay, so you read the guy. So this friend randomly that we met, he came to me one day and he's like, "Listen, I have a book for you. So you need to read this book. And this book's name is actually the first one in." probably my life that I've been gripped by so much and it's called The Surrender Experiment uh, by Michael A. Singer so for those who know The Untethered Soul he also wrote that I don't know the book because I don't read books I've never (laughs) read a book really I don't think a lot of people will know that book but it is very good yeah so it's called The Surrender yeah The Surrender Experiment and it's uh, Michael A. Singer's journey into life's perfection which I think I started reading the first page and I was like what the shit why is this man talking about me and I didn't fully comprehend what was happening in the book. And um, what do you mean? So this guy talks about how he was sitting in university one day, and I can't remember the exact scene, but he was like on the couch or something, and his brother-in-law or his friend walked in, and he was constantly talking to himself in his head. He was like viewing everything that was happening and narrating everything. It was like it was like a bunch of talking, like essentially, in his head. That's how he describes it. And this friend suggests um, this is quite like on the spot because now I have to remember it in chronological order. I'm just trying to understand because it wasn't clear what you were saying. So I'm trying to understand what you mean. I related a lot to Michael A. Singer. How, okay, how his he stories. felt. Yeah, he, no, yeah, his story about the voice in his head and how he narrated everything that oh, was happening. Oh, okay. Okay. And how he could kind of observe observe everything and kind of understand his emotions from a third black third person person in in these things, third person's perspective. And his friend suggested a book to him called The Book of Zen. And as soon as he started reading The Book of Zen, The Book of Zen speaks about quieting the mind. And in Zen principles, they also talk about the true self. Um, And that all comes down to what he has gathered as this voice inside of his head. And when they say quiet the mind in the book of Zen or the three pillars of Zen. I'm paraphrasing here, guys, so sorry for not like being super accurate. But um, in the book of Zen where it says the way to quiet the mind is to meditate, 
to get rid of everything that your mind is telling you and you can pull parallels to whatever figure you want to but everyone kind of says the same thing like don't don't follow the doubt that you have in your mind this is the same kind of thing it's a voice inside your head that tells you you can't do something a few things that like is prone like very good examples of this is uh, the voice made some comment about it i like it i don't like it i'm not comfortable with this this reminds me of and it's all these things that are like being said in your mind um he, he goes into a little bit of detail of who am i if i'm not the voice and what is the true me and who is the voice and who is the voice <laughs> which is like a bunch of questions which i haven't gotten to in the book i'm, I'm not completely done but the sur- what he essentially does and, and what the, ex- the surrender experiment is all about is to disassociate from that voice the like and dislike of events and things that happen in the life in your in, yeah, in the life in your life and it's essentially disconnecting from that emotions um, and ensuring that you are open once again speaks to what we said earlier and what happens to this man is he was studying economics he got hold of this book he was like cool I'll, I'll try to meditate he started meditating he was like ah I can kind of feel this voice quieting down and I feel more calm and then he went on a on a road trip one day into nature um this is as much information as i'll give but then he sits down and he meditates and he goes into this weird state for like hours where he just completely disappears and he says it's like he's never meditated for so long and i think i told you he was like in full what do you call that that seated position in full lotus he's never done it before he's in full lotus for more than three hours (laughs) And he says he could feel that his body is in pain, but it wasn't affecting his mind. He says he could feel a rush of energy down from his stomach to the top of his eyebrows. And this guy hasn't done any like yoga or whatever. And then following this, like the events that happen, whether he liked it or not, he just said yes to them. He was open to them. And how his life was being transformed by all these events is just incredible. And they are so far removed from one another, it's completely crazy. Yeah, and I mean, I think this is like one of the things that people attribute to luck, right? Yeah. So people will look at the story and be like, oh, but he just got lucky. Yeah. And that's something that's irritated me my whole life is when people are like, oh, so-and-so just got lucky or you just got lucky because of this or whatever. But if I look at all the instances in my own life where, inverted commas, I got lucky, like meeting my business partner or, I mean, even the deal with famous brands and Lexi's or even meeting you, like, you know, it was all at times when... I was taking certain action and leaning into certain things and saying yes to things that were ordinarily maybe not something that someone would have said yes to. And that's even in that state of like less conscious behavior and less mindful or like spiritual approaches to it, it works because it is. It's like you're putting your energy out into the world and it's reciprocated. And that's, yeah, I mean, are you, should I start talking about my book now or you have some more things you want to say yeah you can i have a second book but i think we should like alternate okay cool um yeah i also have two books <laughs> so i don't know if i should start with hmm. so for my birthday this year i got gifted the artist's way which is um so i actually the other day i was googling how to journal <laughs> because i was like oh my god I need help (laughs) like I've obviously in previous episodes I've mentioned that I had like some mental health issues this year because of work and like the consistent fucking barrage of challenges that the restaurant industry has faced and especially we have faced for 
multitude of reasons some are own doing some external doing some like it's just that's just life man sometimes it comes in waves and it's been raining for a long time <laughs> so it's been pouring for a long time <laughs> so um there's been like i'm gonna be quite open here but um Lawrence and i have like discussed me going on to antidepressants to deal with this but there's a big part of me that wants to try and work through it as opposed to taking and i'm not saying anything about like people must take meds wherever you are your own decisions are your own decisions and i have considered it deeply many times but there is something in me deep down that just says no and i'm also trying to be quite intentional about listening to my gut because i've been told multiple times by different sources that my instincts are whether it's by my human design or my star sign or whatever my instincts are pretty good and if i look back on all the times that i didn't listen to it it was always a pretty much a fuck up so i'm trying to listen to my instinct and my instinct says don't don't do it now don't don't rely on a third a third party a, a, a medicine party so i was busy googling how to journal because i was like oh my god i need something besides like the yoga and besides the waking up early and the going uh, yeah going to bed early waking up early eating pretty healthy meditating you know um journaling came up a lot and one of the top books listed was the artist's way so i messaged my friend who i th- thought had a copy so i was like oh do you have a copy of the artist's way and she's like no i don't or i can't remember what she said but i was seeing her later for my birthday um the next day for my birthday like quick coffee or whatever we were doing and um she actually gave me this book wrapped in <laughs> birthday paper and she was like I bought this a long time ago before you asked you me you see once again yes like, the synchronicities like, that's what, what I'm saying so my friend had, had decided that she thought it would be a great gift and it was like literally the perfect gift at the perfect time so um the way that it works is it's actually kind of like a manual so Julia Cameron wrote the artist's way and it's it's called the uh, the spiritual path to higher creativity but she kind of cautions against people who are not creative like not to shy away because it's the theory of the book is actually that everyone is creative and everyone has an inner an inner artist they call it your your inner artist or your little artist and um it's kind of like written in phases and there's homework and I'm not very far because I keep the perfectionist in me is like I can't get on to week 3 if I haven't completed week 1 and 2 properly. <laughs> like like I haven't done week 2 properly because I didn't take my there's like week, week 2 isn't a week, right? Week 2 is like a challenge or well it's a week but during that week you have to do certain homework activities mm. and journal every day and take yourself on an artist's date. So the first piece of homework, the journaling is quite a lot to get over because it's three pages. So look, my journal isn't massive. It's like an A5. Yeah. Um, but three pages of continuous stream of consciousness, she calls it. So you just got to write first thing in the morning for three pages. And I mean, most mornings I wake up, I'm like, oh my God, I'm fucking right now. What am I going to write? But some days are... What do you what do you do every morning? Me, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and but she talks about it in the book. She's like, sometimes you'll hate it, and the more you work through it and do all the other exercises, which I haven't been doing so well, the easier it will become. And um, she kind of says that, and and there's accounts from people that started doing their morning pages 35 years ago and now will not miss a day because it changed their fucking lives. And it's also one of those things, like with yoga, like with meditation, like with the ice bathing, like with eating healthy, like with all of these different things, is that your life will change if you adopt these good habits. But it will change in a way that you kind of look back and you're like, was it the ice baths? Was it the healthy eating? Was it the fact that I just like am fine now? Like who know? But or but it's it those just, things. Was it's it all just those the things. consistency? Right. So whether it's, I mean, there's got to be some, and I'm sure she'll unpack it more later. But there's got to be some like deep reason for the three page. Why is it three page? <laughs> um, but yeah, and then she also says 
every week you have to take yourself on a little a date just you and your little inner artist actually need to go do that this week and then there's other homework like um the one was think back on all of the moments in your life where you were like where it pivoted in a way that was bad or shameful or painful for you so and then she gets like write it all down and then write letters to those people and tell them that they're fucking assholes basically <laughs> and that they shouldn't have done that and that they were wrong and then she also says like go and account or find um remember all your accounts of people that cheered you on and really like affirmed you and made you feel good about yourself and confident and then go write thank you letters to them do you actually give the letters to the people no 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 no. oh okay no it's just like a way of oh it's just to get uh, it out process oh, okay that wasn't clear to me I was sorry like, oh, i wonder who's gonna come knocking on our door saying why are you telling me i'm an asshole <laughs> i mean i've considered sending them i hate have you written some Oh, okay. I have done my work. Oh, nice. No, that's a lie. I haven't done that homework. Oh, okay. That's why I was holding my head in shape. Oh, no, no, no. That's, I mean, that's so, fine. getting there. But it's it's wonderfully written. Like, it's... The New York Times calls her the queen of change. And, like, not that I'm the, the most far, but I, I will say that I'll recommend this. I've recommended this book already to, like, everyone that I know. So you've done... You've, you've basically done most days and you've you've it's the most consistent i've seen you be and you've gotten back into painting and i don't think all of that would have happened if you weren't so consistent in trying these things like yeah i've been pretty good with the morning pages i think i'd probably yeah. since october i've probably missed like six days in total yeah which isn't like bad over a sunday or, or yeah those Saturday. sundays are quite hard for me but i need to get but it, it will come yeah. and that's the thing like and i suppose that's what i must do with the sections is don't let perfect get in the way right so Progress you just need to perfection. keep moving forward so that is my first book recommendation the artist's way um yeah now you can maybe do your second book and then can I'll I, do my can second I read book. something yes I literally just saw it as Absolutely. you finished it said another question that arose was who am I who keeps noticing all this mental activity so this this guy that is noticing all these thoughts so who am I who keeps noticing all this mental activity who am I who can just watch thoughts come up with a complete sense of detachment very interesting because that's still from the surrender experiment um but uh what he essentially also says is stop thinking a little funny joke stop thinking reading talking about your mind and do the necessary work um, also plays to this artist's way like you have to wake up mm, every morning it's and about do the action thing. yeah getting out of your head and yeah. into the real world and into your body and all those yeah. things it's so true and he says um in, in one, on one page the other day he mentioned um and the book the book of zen wasn't kidding around this is hard work <laughs> it's like you have to meditate you have to do the yoga yeah yeah and it's the same with i mean even my second book is um, my second book too <laughs> it's like it's not a joke man you gotta fucking work you gotta no. work every day <laughs> Yeah. So and it's hard. It's hard. I don't want to. <laughs> I do. I have a perfect sentence for it. Mm. Um, so my second book is actually an audiobook available on Audible called Can't Hurt Me. Um, it's by a guy named David Goggins. So I came across this guy on the Ritual podcast where Ritual asked this guy a question. I, I listened to it in the park one day. And he asked him a question. He was like, why? Because this guy's nuts. You guys should see his achievements before you read anything else about him. (coughs) Then you're like, whoa, this guy's completely nuts. Because he does like a bunch of ultras and runs far and like just does a bunch of crazy stuff. So his answer to Ritual of why he does all these things is he doesn't one day want to die and meet whatever maker is in front of him and know that he didn't do everything that he possibly could to reach his potential okay but that's quite a common answer it's quite a common answer like i don't want was... to die knowing i didn't try hard enough okay yeah fine it was profound for me oh, okay sorry. okay i'm sorry so My i was like God. cool i need to read this book this guy's book and it's called can't hurt me and, and the audio book 
on Audible is like 14 hours. So it's quite a long thing, but it's a mashup between an audiobook and a podcast and an interview kind of vibe. So they read the chapters, then they have challenges in each one of the chapters. And what they also do is, as soon as there's like a hectic scene, the narrator is like, okay, cool, I need to ask you a question about this. And then they expand about the story that was just being told or the certain thing that they just narrated. That's cool. Which gives you a lot of perspective into and then they said like they sit in booths and, and talk to one another like on a podcast and then you can kind of understand this guy a little bit more and why he did the things that he did anyway <coughs> not gonna say a lot about this book besides the fact that he starts the book with saying motivation doesn't help anyone you're gonna have to do the work it's a place to everything that we, yeah, <laughs> that we read so again true. um but this guy's quite brutal in the way that he speaks to himself um is that why you have those horrible affirmation, negative affirmations on the mirror? Yeah. So it's Lawrence one has of these post-it notes <laughs> on our mirror that's like, you're not trying hard enough. You're not good enough. No, that's not what it says. You're not, you're not doing enough things. That's not what it says. So the one is you're lazy and you know it. You can. What ex- the fuck? Just hold on. Sorry. It says you, you're lazy and you know it. You can exercise more, which is something that I truly, honestly believe of myself. Well, but that, and it's but surely called, that negative belief. Just hold on, and it's called the accountability mirror. It's to be to have a space where you can be removed from all the fluff of the world, and just look yourself in the eyes and be honest with yourself. And this guy, as controversial as it might sound, and he's also been like, uh, not blamed, but like told that there's a lot of controversy about his belief that you can't overtrain which is quite a bold statement to make but like just take it for what it is but his accountability mirror is essentially he stood in front of the mirror and he was like very overweight and he he told himself listen you're fat (laughs) you are you are a fat piece of shit and you need to get your shit in order no one's going to solve it for you and it's being brutally honest with yourself to get yourself on the right track and that's what I'm trying to do. Like, I have these thoughts, like, I think it constantly, and I need to stand in front of the mirror, <coughs> look myself in the eye and tell myself, I know I can exercise more. I know I can be more in detail. Sometimes I just, like, browse over something and I think I'm, I'm done. And I yeah, know, I saw that one. You are not detail-orientated. I know I'm not. Like, I need Don't to be... Don't lie to yourself or I, something like yeah, that. <laughs> I, need, I need to be better. Anyway, so, so that's one of the challenges is an accountability mirror where you write these things, brutally honest things about yourself and um, you need to have a plan to fix them and address them and he his whole book is about building up mental resilience but and he, he says callousing your mind one thing that he noticed is he was extremely overweight and as soon as he started training a lot his hands got calloused and he like got stronger and he says that's when he thought that's what I need to do with with my mind I need to callous my mind and one way to do that is uh, one of the other challenges is the things that you don't like and you know you don't like doing write them all down and start doing them every single day oh you're gonna start washing dishes every day i washed dishes earlier <laughs> i was just that i know i actually packed them away i didn't wash them oh that's and, the thing um, i hate the most packing them away yeah God. and the stories that this guy tells so i don't know anyone who's listened that knows how navy seals get to be navy seals they go through i think it's a 40-week program of the most intensive physical and mental training and they have one week where they where it's called hell week and hell week is essentially i think it's 107 hours where they don't sleep at all and they're like surf they're like in the surf of the ocean they uh, do drills day and night they do push-ups pull-ups they do buoyancy training they get tied up and thrown in the pool they have to swim out and if you don't make hell week you're out if you don't make any of the challenges you're essentially out so where i am in the book at the moment is he just got back from his second hell week so he the first one he got an injury and um, left but because he didn't quit he can come back again so he came back the second time made it through hell week and shattered his knee and then had to go again if if you get injured to that extent you're out of the program 
and it's like it's it's a grueling freaking process so it's super intense and yeah to build up that mental resilience to say okay i'm going back for a third time so just have that in your brain and um one of the things that i heard recently was that we are slaves to our minds and most of us don't try to master our thought process because it's a never-ending chore and that's what what i told you i have a nice line for it earlier is these things that you have to do it's a never-ending chore you constantly have to work on it his example for this was he got home after the previous day of recording the audiobook at 12 p.m at night he did two hours of stretching and he was like yo I don't I don't really have to run tomorrow morning but I just can't I need to run tomorrow morning so he got up at four so he slept like two hours got up at four ran and then went in for the third day of recording the audiobook he said because I, I could have probably told myself that I can do it after work but I also know myself I wouldn't have done it so I needed to do it it's a never-ending chore even for him where he is in his life after becoming a Navy SEAL eventually and going through this incredible, terrifying childhood that he had. So, okay. Yeah. So the book is the book's name is Can't Hurt Me. It's, it's not currently resonating with me because this man sounds very, very, very intense. Super intense. But I do think, you know, there's. I think that the way, like the message, is the same. Yeah. And I think that the way that different people respond to different kinds of characters and personalities and like styles means that there's I mean I, like listening to you talk about it, I know this is the kind of shit that makes you super excited I'm so pumped like Lauren just wants to be in the army because he just wants to be a soldier that's like I don't really want to go to war the only thing that I want to do is go through the test yeah because you want to prove that you or badass it's back I mean yeah this guy's like badass he did it three times yeah he's badass so, fuck. so it's amazing because it like what I'm reading won't necessarily resonate with you but it's kind of this, the outcome is almost the same yeah you're building strength and fortitude in your mind space so that you are able to take control of your life yeah and have the life that you want and that's yeah. kind of like the message right yeah and and He's saying that the life he wants and that you want is like this physical endurance situation. I mean, not everyone wants that. I don't want... Mental. Yeah, but it, it's it's manifested in a physical way. Like there's mental endurance that will come out of other environments that will be as strong, but doesn't have to be... Like the point is that you can take different paths to get to the same result. I get you, yeah. You look like you don't agree with me. I hear you. So here's my thing. Like, I don't know if I will have a similar outcome. And like, this is just me wondering. It's not necessarily saying. If I go, it was, I think it's Sunday to Friday. So the Sunday they start and the Friday they stop. They have no sleep in any of those days and they constantly just train and do like complex problem solving and do swimming and do boat rowing and do carrying boats and running and like four, I think it's like five, five or six days. And like at that point, you will break down any, anything in your mind that makes you think who you actually are and it'll come to the true self. I don't think that every Navy SEAL that has gone through that process has the same outlook. Because the, the reality is also that people can endure crazy shit without it making them spiritual beings, number one. Fair point. Number two, not every person will introspect about why they're enduring certain things and how they're enduring it. They'll just get through because survival instinct is fucking insane. And hum- humans have like a capacity for survival like no other species on the planet fair point so all this i'm is saying a good, this is a good rebuttal babe Pe- people needed to hear this everyone was siding with me <laughs> that was just the fact i mean I th- like you've convinced you're everybody. definitely not wrong but i might not go and 
go through that and come out with the same mental fortitude as if I go and write longhand pages for two years yeah. and take myself on dates. Like, I know it sounds stupid. Can I tell you something else? I know I'm never going to go through those tests. So I'm, not, I'm never going to go to that place where I'm like, okay, now it's, it's time to prove to myself who I am and what I'm made of. But I've, what I heard in the book was the things that we went through the past two years have been like really tough. And it's also been a testament of like mental resilience and a test of how strong you are mentally and like build up your things, you know? Definitely. And that's, so that's my I've point. made it like like a personal thing to me like going through the past two years have been like quite exhausting and whatever but it's been a test and I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of tests on my life journey and our life journey that's like my point exactly is that okay. you don't need to go through the navy seal training to find fortitude in your mind yeah and people's thresholds are different so you know, some someone might go through something far more intense and still not build the same fortitude as what you would go through the same thing because they have, like, a resilience that's just ingrained in their genetic makeup because there's also that thing of, like, generational trauma building inside of you. Like, I know I can take two of my friends into the same environment and they will react totally differently. Yeah, that's true. And that's, so my whole point was that this is an amazing tool for people that have an appetite for that kind of thing. Yeah. And mental fortitude and resilience and like building strength can be found in other ways. I agree. Oh my God, it's an hour, it's 50 minutes. (laughs) Okay, last book, I won't be long. Um, The other book I'm reading is called The Bhagavad Gita which was recommended as part of my yoga training and I only kind of started it in the last month. Um, Only like 40 pages in or so. But coming from like an extremely Christian upbringing and quite like serious household. So I wasn't like I know I know like a lot of my friends growing up grew up in Christian homes because Christianity is like a global religion right they took over the whole world um and especially in south africa it's like everyone i know or everyone i grew up with is christian yeah so coming from that kind of environment even when i started yoga i haven't been involved in the church or following christianity for more than 10 years now but um i i when i left the church had this like severance with spirituality (laughs) as a whole I was just like I'm out this whole thing I'm out of everything it's not not for me but somewhere deep down I kind of knew that there would be this like return to some kind of divine or like spiritual existence and um, when I started the yoga teacher training I kind of knew that it was the beginning of that and as the training went and like as our lives have evolved over the last year and our experiences have just shaped a new way of thinking, I realized that I've found like a new form of spirituality that it, but it's just not, at first I was like, it's just not documented. <laughs> and then I started reading the Bhagavad Gita and I was like, oh no, wait, it is. <laughs> Yeah, how has um, no one written this? Yeah, how has no one just said all these things that make so much sense? And yeah, I actually said to Lawrence the other day, like, there's obviously a lot of overlap with all um, scriptures, right, that reference like a divine, because at the end of the day, the premise of most of them is to honor the divine and be the best version of yourself. I mean, that's kind of like, if you want to just blanket statement, most religion. But the Bhagavad Gita is this like beautiful set of scriptures that actually formed part of um, an Indian epic, which I thought was a, a 
play, but it, it is actually just a long, a very ancient book <laughs> or set of books. Is an epic a book? Yeah. Okay. Um, and the, the the book or story or epic is about this great war and this um, general that's asking for advice. And the advice comes in the form of the Bhagavad Gita, which is then like a 200-page insert into this <laughs> book. <laughs> so yes. it's like the story stops and then the scriptures start and then they stop and then the story carries on. Goodness. Um, and the version that I'm reading is tr- introduced and translated by Eknath Eswaran. 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 And like I said, it's so it's... Um, it's one of the Indian, like, sacred texts, they call them. I think there's, like, three in total. Let me just check here. Yeah, classics of Indian spirituality is the Bhagavad Gita, the Dhammapada, and the Upanishads. I actually want to read the other two as well. But um, it's just, like, oh, it's just been probably... The most exciting book that I've read in terms of understanding the the landscape of the world, how humanity sort of is and the pitfalls and like, I guess you could call it the sins and the, the redemption and all the different layers of, of how we treat each other and ourselves. And it's been... Yeah, really eye-opening and like. Didn't you also say that it's been like this specific one is written like very coherently and it makes a lot of sense and it's easy to. Read. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This translation is like very, very the, easy to read. Because the standard one or original one is in Sanskrit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the original one is in Sanskrit. So there's um. Yeah, there's like obviously. Like with the Bible, there's different versions and different translations because mm. not everything can be translated directly. But um, yeah, the first little quote here, <laughs> which ties into everything that we've been saying, actually. Of course it does. It says, on this path, effort never goes to waste and there is no failure. Even a little effort towards spiritual awareness will protect you from the greatest fear. And that's a line from the Bhagavad Gita, which I'm assuming they think is like an epitome of it. And the point of that is that 1% that you're doing today or that thing that you're able to do today, which obviously goes against the crazy Navy SEAL guy a little bit, but it's like, it's a good enough thing. And I think sometimes humanity also needs that to know that it's enough it's okay you don't need to be more all the time like because that can also be exhausting and can cause different negative outcomes you know it it, it does say that you have to contextualize it for yourself so yeah and that's the thing he is like a little bit sane (laughs) and that's great because it's the the truth is that people are just different i mean if Honestly, sometimes... Oh, Franklin, are you so cold? What's wrong with you? She's coming in and loving us. Telling us it's time for dinner. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, our episode today was a bit all over the place. But yeah. I think it gives a great context to where we are. Yep. Next one will be a little bit more um, structured and we'll have some proper content that is... Has anyone messaged us? about topics that they would no. like to oh, that's so lame guys message us a little bit please <laughs> don't tell them they're lame I didn't say they lame I said it's so lame that we haven't received messages okay that's true sorry immediately just protecting everyone else's feelings <laughs> sure uh, okay so thank you guys for listening to our thick chats here about general life and what we're reading yeah um we enjoyed this episode 
If you guys have similar books to what we are reading out there, also pop us a message and let us know. I really want to finish. <laughs> hey, Frankie. I really want to finish two these two books um, in the next hopefully two weeks, and then before the end of Jan, my goal is to read another two books. Oh, look at you! All of a sudden, yeah, Mr. listen, Mister Scholar. Yeah, Lawrence, you are dumb. You need to read more. On my accountability mirror. Yeah, I'm not loving this affirmation mm. approach, but you know, each to their own. <laughs> my, mine will be like, Lexi, you are beautiful. You are worthy. You can do anything. I believe in you. <laughs> you are loved. <laughs> you are capable. All those things. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna put my notes up there in pink. Okay. Then we're gonna put a photo on. on yeah. Alright guys, thank you again. Have a lovely week and we'll be back online soon. Peace. Don't know why I did that. <laughs> okay, bye.